Welcome, my friends, to a new day and a new you. This is Sherry Turner. I'm here to encourage, educate, and help you to a healthier place in your life. Last week, we introduced you to the vitamin B family. We started with vitamin B1 or thiamine. Thiamine is an essential nutrient required by the body for maintaining cellular function and consequently a wide array of organ functions. All body tissues need thiamine to function properly. In the coming weeks, we will continue with more of the vitamin B family. Today, we look at how exercise affects your brain. Yes, it is important to M-O-V-E move. We all know the positives of regular physical exercise. As a part of the refinement family, you have worked hard to incorporate 40 to 50 minutes of exercise daily for five days in your week. And I know every week is different, but at least you're giving it a try. If you have come close or achieved that goal, you are an overachiever, but I bet you feel great. There are plenty of good reasons to be physically active. The major ones include reducing the chances of developing heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. Maybe you want to lose a couple pounds, lower your blood pressure, prevent depression, or just look and feel better. What you might not realize is that with every step you take, every mile you pedal, or every lap you swim, you're enhancing your cognitive fitness. Recent studies suggest that the activities you do to improve your body also benefit your brain. Here's another reason. Exercise changes the brain in ways that protect memory and thinking skills. That alone should motivate you to get your shoes on and hit the walking track. First off, I want to give you some interesting facts on your brain. Number one, the average brain weighs about three pounds, and it has approximately 100 billion neurons. Two, there are about 100,000 blood vessels in your brain. Three, you continue to make new neurons throughout your life as long as you use your brain in mental activities. Four, the brain uses about 20% of the total oxygen of the body at rest. Five, excessive stress can alter brain cells, structure, and function. Six, you can't tickle yourself because the brain can distinguish between unexpected touch and your own touch. Seven, while awake, your brain generates between 10 and 23 watts of power or enough energy to power a light bulb. Eight, every time you blink, the brain kicks in to keep things illuminated so the world doesn't go dark during the blink. Most people blink about 20,000 times a day. Nine, the average number of thoughts that you experience each day is about 70,000. And 10, the brain is 75% water. Your brain is quite intriguing and amazing. We must do everything we can to keep our brain healthy and our mental sharpness intact. So besides fueling correctly for a healthy brain, Refinement Podcast 9, Hydrating, Refinement Podcast 5, and Getting Proper Sleep, Refinement Podcast 9, you must look at the facts of how exercise benefits you and your family's brain health. So let's start today with exercise and brain health in your children. In 2003, Sabay and Etnier concluded in their research that a significant 
positive relationship exists between physical activity and cognitive function in children aged 4 through 18 years. They noted that physical activity improves a youth's perceptual skills, intelligence quotient, achievement, verbal tests, mathematic tests, developmental level, and academic readiness. In 2008, Hillman and colleagues shared the findings with brain function in youth clearly indicate that exercise early in a person's life can be of great magnitude for the improvement of cognitive health during childhood, and this may extend throughout their adult lifespan. The authors continue that the physical activity requirements in schools have been reduced or eliminated to focus more on a student's academic performance. Yet, there is no evidence that the elimination of exercise has positively influenced academic achievement. In fact, Field, Diego, and Sanders in 2001 showed that high school seniors who did more exercise and sports participation seven or more hours per week, had higher grade averages, used drugs less frequently, and had better parental relationships than those who did little exercise or sports participation. In 2008, a study by Van Prague suggests that aerobic exercise in childhood might increase the resilience of the brain later in life. This is what is called cognitive reserve. Simply put, the mind fights any brain neurological damage. They hypothesize the mechanism of this cognitive reserve may be attributed to enhanced cortical development that promote lasting changes in brain function and structure. And there's more. In 2018, a study done by scientists at the University of Granada in Spain found that children who are physically fit have a greater volume of gray matter in the brain's frontal and temporal regions and the calcarin cortex, all of which are important to executive functions and helps with learning, motor skills, and processing visual information. The study went on to find that children who were physically fit had better academic performances than their peers who were not participating in regular exercise. So, this all sounds good, but how much exercise is good for kids? For kids ages 3 to 5, it is recommended that they remain active throughout the day. At minimum, children in the preschool age range should have 3 hours a day of exercise or physical activity and their screen time should be limited. School age children are considered those between the ages of 6 and 17 and should have at least 1 hour or more of moderate to vigorous physical activity every day. They should incorporate cardio and aerobic exercises to strengthen their bones and build healthy muscles. So how do we make sure our kids get enough physical activity daily? Some simple ideas are ball games outside, playing dress up or superheroes, cone drills, and now you don't need those regulation cones, just use sticks in the ground or ground markers. You can even reinvent classic gym exercises like jumping jacks and sprints. If you do workouts at home, Consider changing them so you can include your kids. This is a fun and easy way to ensure your child remains active, and it can be a bonding activity for all members of your family. The positives of a child being physically active outweigh the negatives. 
with this young generation being so sedentary with computer screens and video games and iPads, I hope this encourages you to incorporate more physical activity in your children and teens' lives now. Let's now look at exercise and the adult brain. In a study done in British Columbia, researchers found that regular aerobic exercise, the kind that gets your heart and your sweat glands pumping, appears to boost the size of the hippocampus, which is the area of the brain involved in verbal memory and learning. Resistance training, which is weights or bands, balance, and muscle toning exercises did not have the same results. But they are great for maintaining bones and muscle health and balance as we age. The finding comes at a critical time. Researchers say that one new case of dementia is detected every four seconds globally. They estimate that by the year 2050, more than 115 million people will have dementia worldwide. In 2008, Hillman and colleagues' study highlighted that there is very little research on the cognitive function and exercise with young adults. They note that most of the research involving young adults does so merely to better describe and explain the changes in brain health occurring in the older populations. However, von Prague in 2008 asserts that exercise does improve cognition in young and older adults. A study of 5,925 elderly women, which are age 65 and older, during a six to eight year range of time had their cognitive function measured. The study results showed that the more physically active the females in the study were, there was less cognitive decline. Their physical activity was self-reported walking in the neighborhood and time spent doing recreational activities. In a review, they concluded that several studies suggest a significant relationship between physical activity and increased cognitive function in adulthood. These authors suggest that physical activity may give a neuroprotective effect in the brain that boosts the brain health and cognitive functioning. So, with every step you take, every mile you pedal, or every lap you swim around the pool, you're enhancing your cognitive fitness. Neuropsychologist Aaron Bonner-Jackson, PhD, says, quote, We know that physical activity and aerobic exercise in particular is very beneficial for maintaining brain health, even in people who are at risk for developing dementia and Alzheimer's disease. He goes on, You can make a major difference in terms of how your body is functioning and, as a result, how your brain is functioning, unquote. So, to preserve your cognitive health, your best bet is to work out your body and your mind through regular exercise. And one last study, just to push home the point. This study had 160 sedentary older people with mild cognitive impairment. They were given three options. One, they could do aerobic exercise three times a week for 45 minutes per session and eat a heart-healthy diet, which is the DASH diet, dietary approaches to stop hypertension. Number two, they could do the DASH diet alone. Or three, they could just receive health education. The results, during the six-month study, those who followed the DASH diet alone did not improve on assessments of executive function, which are tasks like planning, problem-solving, and multitasking. The health education groups function worsened, according to the study. However, 
Those who combined exercise and the DASH diet improved in the assessments of executive function, which are planning, problem solving, and multitasking. You see, eating a nutritionally balanced diet and nutritional education are beneficial. But in terms of cognitive health, exercise is the key. How does exercise help the brain? Physical activity may benefit the brain and body in a number of ways, such as promoting cardiovascular health, improving blood flow to the brain, reducing inflammation, and lowering levels of stress hormones. The benefits of exercise also are reducing insulin resistance, reducing inflammation, and for brain-specific, stimulates the release of growth hormones that are chemicals in the brain that affect the health of the brain cells, the growth of new blood vessels in the brain, and even the abundance and survival of new brain cells. Indirectly, exercise improves mood and sleep and reduces stress and anxiety. Problems in these areas frequently cause or contribute to cognitive impairment. Here are some additional benefits exercise has for the brain. Number one, increasing the thickness of the cerebral cortex, which is the outer gray matter layer that completely covers the surface of the two cerebral hemispheres. Two, improving the integrity of your white matter, which is the myelinated axons that provide connection between neurons or the gray matter. Three, improving integrity to the nerve fibers that connect area of the brain's nerve cell rich gray matter. And four, it also promotes neuroplasticity or your brain's ability to form new neural connections and adapt throughout life. More proof. In one recent study, researchers concluded that even among people who did not meet the activity guidelines, For each hour of light intensity physical activity or achieving 7,500 steps or more daily was associated with a higher total brain volume. This was equivalent to approximately 1.4 to 2.2 years less of your brain aging. To me, every year my brain ages less is a huge win. So I will M-O-V-E move. And for those that have not had a regular physical activity routine, there's hope for you too. But you have to start now. Here's some information on exercise and dementia. Researchers at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology looked at whether people in good physical condition performed better on memory tests than people who were out of shape. The researchers studied the health and fitness records of more than 30,000 middle-aged people. As a result, they determined that men and women who were fit through the study period were almost 50% less likely to develop dementia than the least fit men and women. But the most interesting finding is that the people who began the study out of shape but achieved fitness showed the same reduction in their risk for dementia. Start walking to help your chances of fending off neurological decline. So what do we have to do? Start exercising. We don't know exactly which exercise is best. I can't find any specific study or exercise program that targets the brain. Most research is done on plain old walking. That's great because it gives us a chance to do what we love best. How much exercise is required to improve memory? Many studies showed participants walk briskly for one hour twice a week. That's 120 minutes of moderate intensity exercise a week. 
The standard recommendations advise half an hour of moderate physical activity most days of the week or 150 minutes a week. That falls in line with what the American Heart Association recommends. For you CDC lovers, they say the same, 150 minutes per week. If that seems unattainable for you right now, start with a few minutes a day and increase the amount you exercise by 5 or 10 minutes every week until you reach your goal. If you just don't want to walk, consider other moderate intensity exercises such as swimming, stair climbing, tennis, pickleball, or dancing. Don't forget, you can get some benefit from a good house cleaning, such as intense floor mopping or vacuuming. Try outdoor chores, such as raking leaves or pushing a mower. Do anything that gets your heart pumping, so much that you break out in a light sweat. So in summary today, there are plenty of good reasons to be physically active, including reducing the chances of developing heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. Add weight control, body shaping, and great sleep. One more proven area is that MOVE moving will boost the brain in ways that protect memory and thinking skills. That is important at every age. In refinement, the goal is to be a healthier person, mind, body, and soul. Proper fueling, moving, hydration, sleep, and positive mental attitude all add a piece to the wellness puzzle of your life. This podcast will cover a vast number of topics, so your journey never has to be boring. My goal is to educate you so you can move toward a healthier life. As you start or increase your exercise time and effort, know that what you are doing, maybe begrudgingly, is the best for you. I am talking body and brain. The quote of the week, there is no substitute for hard work. Thomas Edison. You can't fake your way to health. It takes all you got. Keep moving step by step.